It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, we are back at the FlowTrack Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. The email address is flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for watching. If you're watching live on YouTube or listening, well, however you are consuming this show, we appreciate it. Colt is producing. We're talking Valencia Marathon. We're talking Fast 5000s at BU. We're talking NXN and whatever else people want to talk about in the chat. Gordon, how was your weekend, sir? Weekend was great. Had a, good, a lot of good times. What did I do? Friday, hung out with some friends. Saturday, friend got married. Mm. Congratulations to Trent and Smurthy. Shout out. Went to the wedding. Beautiful. It's in Austin, Lake Travis. Nice. Good time. De- great dance. Great dancing. You know. Yeah. I got asked, though. I saw your video from your World Cup watch party. Oh, yes. You went to a restaurant, it appeared. It was a bar. Now, I yeah. saw the video after the result of the game was known, and it made it just look even more devastating. Yeah. The fact that you're crammed in with a whole bunch of people to watch a game where for large portions of it, the U.S. was not competitive. I bet, I bet the mood was probably pretty good because you're only down 1-0. Yeah. So it was, there was like a thousand people. It was at Lester Pearl East. thousand people all packed together. Um, I only put it on my Instagram story, so it's gone forever. So you only get to watch uh, it for 24 hours. Guys, you look miserable. He was shoulder to shoulder with people, like cheering for corner kicks. That was basically what happened. I mean, what were you doing? I was sitting on a comfortable couch. That's also miserable. You're alone in your home cheering for corner kicks. Yeah. They both sound miserable. Well, hold on. I was not in my home. I was in someone else's home sitting on a couch. So you're an uninvited guest. No, I was cheering invited. For corner kicks. I was invited. <laughs> How dare you insinuate that I just show up unannounced? I got with a my free entire family member. out of the, that. Yeah. Because I had a cold beer in my hand and they gave me a koozie. Cool. Okay. 9 a.m., So huh? wow. I came out a winner in my mind. Yeah, the USA went home, but I went home with a new koozie. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Eagle says sub pod. When's it happening? Oh, it's just... just oh, it's happening. Sub pod. You, you're, you're our sub pod yeah, it's happening. producer. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a sub pod like... Uh, executive Executive producer. producer. Yeah. Colt's the producer, but you're the sub pod executive producer. We're going to do it this week or next week? Uh, we'll, have to, well, Colt is the one really who... Yeah, we'll probably do it next here. week. Without Colt, we have hey, nothing. Hey, don't put this on me. Do well, no, I'm saying you're the one who, who... Your schedule matters. Our schedule We'll do it doesn't. next week. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Brandon says, is Gordon going to apologize on January 1st for leading us on all year about the dunk? No. Because I'm going to, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. We're three weeks away. I know. I still have to get the shoes. I need to get the shoes, and I have been debating on what shoes to get. Whether I got the Air Jordans or the Joel Embiid shoes, because we had the podcast a few days ago with yeah. the Armor Rep. Yeah, and I was trying to like, which folks was not designed so Gordon could try to get shoes. That was not the intention of the podcast. I was thinking maybe my under like, hey, I could use some Joel Embiid Under Armour shoes, and I thought like. After the pod, he's going to be like, hey, I heard you said you want that. Let me hook you up. Here's my email. Didn't work. I didn't walked work. him out to the parking lot. There was yeah, no mention not, of you. I did not get free shoes. So Maybe I, you should have been the one who escorted them out. So I might be, be repping the Air Jordan brand instead of Under Armour as a result. I don't think the shoes are going to matter. I think the floor matters more. Shoes matter. Shoes do matter, but I don't think that's what's going to put you over the top. So it's going to happen. It's going to see it. Yeah. A couple weeks. Uh, my goal of mentioned 200. 
not looking great. Threw my back out last week. I'm going to give it a try, though. The plan is still a New Year's Eve max, so we'll see. I have already planned my 2023 goal. Yeah. And it's even better than the dunk goal. Mm. It's an ath- it's another athletic goal. Is it la- lacrosse-related? Lacrosse-related? Dang, I screwed that up on there. Is it lacrosse-related? No, why would it be lacrosse-related? I just thought it was funny to, like, you have a lacrosse goal. That'd be sort of random. <laughs> no, no. But no, it's, it's, it's... Turns out it's very hard to say lacrosse-related. That's tough. I, once I successfully complete the dunk, you're going to be like, there's no way you can get this next one. But I'm like, well, if I can dunk, I can do this. Yeah, I can do anything. What else? You said you had something else you wanted to bring up on the pod. Uh, you said we'll talk about it. You had an idea about oh, something. Yeah. So this is for the chat. Okay, chat. So it's December. Starting again, the Christmas spirit. I was thinking we should do like a secret Santa. Oh, okay. With the, so what does the chat have to do? With chat. This? We chat gifts for the chat, everyone in the chat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have to figure it out, but maybe we can have like a pool and people, individuals can be in the chat and then <laughs> we could get like a Google sheet and then we'll randomize it and then we send Man. gifts. We'll make sure that we don't get each other. I think you should buy them gifts. Well, I'm not Santa. Yeah. You're everybody's secret Santa. That's uh, the big reveal. Gordon buys everybody. You dress up and everything, Gordon. It'd be great. Yeah, I think could, you should. What, what am I going to give people? I don't know. What's the budget? Is there a limit? Give them that Eagles plaque. That Eagles plaque? I I was looking through my um I have like this box. I call it just like the place where I put all my stuff things box. That's a cool name. Yeah. You should maybe shorten that. I should shorten it. But it has basically a bunch of like fifty to eighty five percent filled gift cards. So like I used it once, but there's oh. still remaining balances and they're all from all of like I have a pack sun. I have like four dollars at Target. Dude, that's awesome. Can you get the balance though? So we actually know? Yeah, That'd I have, be fun. yeah, I can look them up all the balances. But there's like a bunch and they're all from like random restaurants here and there. Like that should be an ongoing thing within the show. Like we should have a contest. And, and I then just, we should have a row back there of all the gift cards and or we'll just up give here. Out. There's some good ones. And it's like, hey, chilies. There is a five dollars and seventy four cents. There are two Visa gift cards, which is just straight cash. And one of them is two hundred dollars, another is fifty bucks. Okay, well that won't go to me. And then the other ones so that could be the grand that could be the last one we auction. Yeah. Do you have any do you have any ones for like hot dog on a stick or like no, lids? I know you're a big mall guy. They're all mall rest they're all mall stores like PacSun, like Claire's Gap. Hot all- Topic? Hot top? No, I don't have a hot top. No one's giving me a hot. I don't know. Gift well, I don't know how you came across all these ones. Well, who's giving you a Pat Sun one? My mom. She's <laughs> like, ooh, my teenage son needs a gift card. Oh, they're that old? Probably. Because you've been. It's been a while since you've been a teenager. Yeah, it's well, a couple decades. Yeah, so maybe it's like you know. All right. I was. I have a lot of gift cards, and I'm. They're never. No, I'm never going to use them. That's what I'm saying. This is a good idea, and especially if it's like eat dollars and thirty-two cents at like a clothing store. Like. Yeah. This is a good idea. Yeah. I'm all for this. The problem is it doesn't transmit. You have to physically send the card. So you got to get addresses and then yeah. mail them and off. But no, this is a fine idea. I like this. It doesn't cost me any money. So I like it. Well, it costs me money though. Yeah, I know. But it's money you already have. I'll pay for the stamps. How about that? But I'd like the secret Santa idea. But you are Santa. You have, you just reveal that you have this huge treasure trove of awesome gift cards. That have been half used. Imagine, listen to this. You listen to a lot of podcasts, right? I do. Okay. So I just want you to put yourself in I did my Spotify wrapped and it was all podcasts. Okay, good, yeah. good. What was your number one Spotify? I didn't podcast? do the Spotify wrapped, okay. but imagine you're a listener to okay. one of your favorite podcasts, right? Put yourself or let's not be presumptuous. We're probably not anybody's favorite podcast, but your fourth or fifth favorite podcast. Got it, yes. Right? You listen frequently and you find out that the hosts are given a Christmas giveaway and one of the co-hosts sends you a Pacific Sun gift card for $7.42. <laughs> How would you think that'd be pretty cool, right? You'd laugh about it. That would be pretty cool. Like it comes in an envelope and, and you, you make you do like a personalized note, like buy some sick shades, Gordon, and you give them the PacSun gift card. Okay. Think how much joy you'll be spreading to the Christmas listeners. joy. Yeah. You'd be spreading a ton of Christmas joy if you sent out these gift cards. All right. And then they'd have a story to tell like the one other person in their life who might have heard of the show. Okay. Should- but probably not. But then they got to use it though. They got to actually purchase something with the gift card. They can't go back. Well, it's up to a, them. Maybe they re-gift it. Maybe re-gift. it just keeps going on and on. Gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's a butterfly effect, but with a Pacific Sun gift card. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop what we're gonna do for Christmas. We have the gift card idea, um, Gordon's gift card giveaway, and then we have Secret Santa, maybe something else. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Patrick says Gordon buys us gifts with his World Champ gambling winnings, but Anthony said if Gordon would buy us gifts with his winnings, then we wouldn't get any gifts. So. What are you talking about? I won six hundred dollars. 
Six, I thought it was 200. No, 600. Did it appreciate? No, I got 600. Oh. Okay, well then you're on the hook now. You should have said you don't have any money, man. I'm up 400 because I lost $200 from oh, the that, Olympics. Oh, okay. Okay. Losing 200 was from the Olympics. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Now, now I get it. Uh, Beef Boy says, y'all are my favorite podcast. Props to you. Yes. He's getting a gift card. He's getting, he's just, he's just, I tell you, just he's just making a move for the gift me. card. The amount of, yeah. He's got, got any Ruth Chris gift cards in there? I might, I do probably have a What's the most out. random one? I got like an Outback Steakhouse gift card probably. Okay. That's random. That's not too random. Stores wise. Like, do you have a Cinnabon? I don't know. I gotta look. I gotta look into it. Are you was, saying there's like more than 10? Maybe. It's awesome. I think I might, I need to, yeah. I need to take a look. Cause I know I have a Chili's one floating around somewhere and the chances of me like remembering that I have one in the event that no disrespect to Chili's, I'm probably not going to use it. So maybe we can make a pool. I will say this. Yeah. No, I'll save it for when we actually, if we do the gift card thing, because there was another idea I had for these gift cards that wasn't involving this podcast. Yeah. It was more involving me, but <laughs> I'm going to have to pick and choose whether or not to do. What type of mood you're in, I guess. So it's, what I thought about doing is taking all these gift cards, right? Because mm -hmm. they're all different restaurants, stores, whatever. And I said, okay, I'm going to, Go on a date with someone, and the date was we go and spend all these gift cards down to zero as fast as possible. And so we like force ourselves to go to Target and buy okay. an ice cream cone. So you're going to try that? That's not bad either. It's like the gift card date. That if you were like a it's full like on funny YouTube. because you're getting weird things. You know? If you are a full on YouTuber, really committed to creating content, that's what like, you do. I went on a date with um, just gift cards. Yeah. Just gift cards from 10 years. From ago. 10 that's a really yeah. good video idea. Yeah. So problem is, you got to get a date. Yeah. That's tough for you. But the gift cards you already have. Yeah. So. So should... now the chat, do the chat want my gift cards or does. The, would you the actually feature... do that though and film it so we all could enjoy it? You wouldn't actually do that. I mean, I would actually do it. Maybe I wouldn't film it, but you I gotta, would actually yeah, do it. We got to film it, right? We got new graphics and I, stuff. They're not going to want to sign a release on that. They're not. Like, <laughs> we don't want people to see. <laughs> Macaroni grill. The, yeah. the manager does not want to sign so up we're on just that. just get an appetizer because yeah. we have 11.45 on this one. Dude, gift cards are so, I saw something. I didn't guess I didn't realize it for the businesses it's great yeah you make so much money because you never spend the exact amount and i'm then their if, number one customer just not spending their money yeah and then if you do spend it you're going to go over by at least a cent so then that's one more cent that they, they didn't make. have that yep. they make so didn't realize you know for a while their gift cards expired then they made some law that said that they couldn't i don't know if it's true in every state i know in california they made a rule that like gift cards couldn't expire oh so big victory for consumers yes and for potentially this podcast all right you're doing this. Let's talk, this about, let's talk about track. If you're doing a hand Let's talk motion. about people running in circles. No. Let's, that's just the, let's, let's talk, talk about, about people, people running, running a marathon first. Okay, straight lines. Yes. A lot of straight lines in Valencia. Fast times as anticipated. This, these times were nuts, Gordon. Absolutely nuts. But not by the people who we thought would run them. On the men's side of things, Kelvin Kiptum, just 23 years old, runs 201.53. Puts him behind only Kipchoge. And Bekele all time. His second half split 60-15. 60-15. That was Kelvin Kiptum uh, closing out this thing. And then on the women's side, Amani Bariso runs 214-58. That's the third fastest in history for a while. It looked like she was on world record pace. Now I want to start first with Bariso because this was a big upset. We had talked about Good Day comes in as the 5,000 meter world record holder, 10,000 meter world record holder, half marathon world record holder, going on to this super fast course. She runs 216.49, right? She breaks the debut record, a time that many people thought she could exceed. People were talking world record, but still a crazy fast time, but ends up getting beat by almost two minutes by a, someone who's way off the radar, way off the radar. Bariso, 31 years old. Her PB before was 220. I mean, this was this was a crazy, crazy race. I guess it just speaks to the marathon right now that you can have someone like G'day go in there, debut, run really fast, and then get beat by two minutes by someone who was on nobody's pre-race picks at all. Yeah, it's this race was exactly what the women's marathon era has been like. We see new faces join the elite category, race after race after race. We talk about the top 25 marks all time or all from the past few years now you have more new we thought the next new name was good day but it actually it wasn't there's was two new names coming in and uh how do you say your last name again Bariso. Bariso. and, uh, and good day and and chep, Cur chep, chep curry ran well i mean 
third place was two. They were third and fourth place were running sub two eighteen. Yeah. So yeah. this was, and someone was uh, to do is born in two thousand one. How was that? Yeah. Well, you had seven under two nineteen. Born in two thousand one. Yeah. Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one. Yeah. Like well, you're running two seventeen. Yeah, Bariso's the most, you know, unpredictable here. The most surprising. Yes. Yeah. She had run a bunch of marathons for. Didn't run a bunch during COVID. Didn't really run at all. Had like no results during COVID. Had a good run in Mexico City, which was like at altitude, so that's hard to figure out. But there was no indication that she was going to run this fast. She broke away hour 55 or so into the race. And this was an interesting twist on this. I want to get your opinion on it. She broke away from the pack, which included a lot of male pacemakers who were set to run with G'day to get the world record, around the world record, because they were halfway at 67.18. So they were right on track to get it. And the rabbits stayed with G'day. They stayed with G'day. Now, Barisa had other people to run down because there was men that she could chase and, and run with. But the large group of pacemakers stayed with G'day. Now, they're just doing their job, right? What's their job? Probably run Did- with G'day. Hey, run but, get it because th- there's no way they knew that Bariso was capable of running this fast. So if they go with Bariso and then the next mile or something, she falls apart and they got to go back. I just thought it was you're damned what, if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. W- what did you think of this? It's sort of a strange setup here. Yeah, I mean, it's very. Uh, Pacers are coming in with a, a plan, and they know like this is the woman you're trying to help. This is the plan, and when it, you're always told never let never veer from the plan and sometimes yeah. pacers try to adjust and they're like no you're you're paid to do what you want to do i remember there's a pacer who at a diamond league 1500 or mile he was asked to pace the 1500 at a certain time mm. no one wanted to run with him so he ended up running like 40 meters ahead mm-hmm. of yeah. the group and i remember talking to him he was like it was his first time ever pacing in like an international race he's like I think I screwed up. It's like, no, you, you, you were told to run this time. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the field chose not to go with you. That's their fault, not your fault. So your job is to run what you're asked to do. And these pacers are like, your job was to help today. Yeah. Not a random athlete at the time who's now not random anymore. <laughs> third best. She just history. ran third fastest time. So, yeah. Well, also, yeah. Or your allegiance could be to the clock, right? If they said, hey, hit this split through 30K or this split through 35K, then they're just going to run it regardless of who's around. But since the marathon is longer than a 1,500 or a 5,000, there's only one or two people left. They're not The rabbits aren't just going to march off by themselves. They're not going to do like with the situation you described. It's not really going to happen on the roads. But it, it was strange. I saw quotes from her coach afterwards saying that, you know, she could have got the world record potentially if she had the rabbits with her. I don't know. I mean, the way she was running, you wouldn't... Wouldn't, wouldn't bet against anything. But it was just so strange that I think G'day ran this race the way I thought she would because we had an over-under on the half. You said 67, yeah. I think. And I said, I think I said slightly under. She ran slightly over, but she went out fast. She went out fast enough. They were right around world record pace. And she slowed. And she slowed in the back half. Again, you know, fell apart a bit the last mile or two to get to 216. But her first time around, to open with a 216.49 is mighty, mighty impressive. I don't think it says um, anything other than she's going to be great at the marathon. The problem was you just have this person completely out of nowhere for her running two four. Like you don't script that, you don't plan for that. So I think if we if it was just G'day running that time, you'd say, oh okay, that's a solid time. Maybe people thought she could have gone faster, but it's her first marathon. She'll probably be favored to get a world record the next time. You just didn't count on Bariso being there because nobody thought Bariso was going to be there. Yeah, do you think there's anything G'day could have done differently? No. I mean, I guess she could have slowed a bit in the first half, but then I think Bariso would just would have closed, closed quicker. If someone's going to beat you by almost two minutes and they put two minutes on you in the last 20 minutes, because about 155 is when she moved away. No, they were just better on the day. I think... The one thing Bariso had over G'day was experience. She'd done a marathon, run a bunch of marathons. G'day hadn't. And, and that's where we're at. So I'm interested to see what Bariso does now. You throw her name into all these other names. I mean, historically, this is just crazy. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. How many women do you think have broken 219 in the marathon all time? Uh, it's 41. I was going to say 36. It's 41. Okay. 
How many of those 41 women did it this year? Their PRs from this year. How many of the 41 women who have broken 219 219 have run their PR this year? 30? 23. That's 56% of the history of the world has happened this year. Mm -hmm. If you throw in 2021, 2020, 2019, all the way back from 2017 to now, makes up for 92%. Of the top 41 marks mm-hmm. all time. 92%, 38. Only three women have run, have their PR from, that are run a sub 219. Yeah. You know, and then it is Radcliffe. Can you, can you name the three? Their PR comes from, well, Koskai. Koskai? No, no, Koskai is 2019. Oh, wait, before 2019. No. Reset that for me. Okay, reset it. Yeah. 38 of the 41 PRs have come are from-, from 2017 to present. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Three women have a PR prior to 2017 yeah. that are in the top 41. Can you name the three? Radcliffe? Yes. Is it Catherine Andereba? Did she break it? Yes. 2001. And then? I'll give you the year. 2012. 20, April. 2012. Rotterdam. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Tiki Galana. Galana. I was actually going to guess her. You're not going to believe that, but I actually was going to guess I believe her. you. I mean, she's good in the Olympics. Too. And then if you even go higher, like a more of elite, you take the top 12 PBs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight are from this year. Yeah. Top 12 lifetime PBs ever run. Eight of them are from this year. Yeah. Well, we knew this was going to be, even after the spring, just wait for it. And then the fall happened. You say, all right. Just wait for it. And then we knew Valencia was going to be the cherry on top yep. of the year. Because you have – that's the first time we've had seven under 219 in a race. I mean, 219, again, used to always win these races. And now you have – it. You know, they're four minutes behind the winner getting seventh. And the weather was perfect, right, out there. Valencia is super fast. You don't discount those those things, obviously. Shoes are playing a big factor. People are going to talk about the potential PED stuff, but you know you don't know who is and who isn't, right? You can say everybody's out there doing that. I mean, even the most cynical, I think, would say that not everybody's doing it. It's just it's such a huge, huge number of of performances and depth. And I think part of it is for the women, this has been happening. Like this, it took a little bit. It took to twenty twenty two for it to get going. The men, it, it's been quick this year, but it hasn't been as fast as, as the women. Their like response in this era came a little bit earlier, like in, in previous years. Talking about the men. Yeah. Kelvin Kiptum, sub 202, third man ever to do it. Born he's, in 1999. How old is that? He's 21. 21. No, he's 23. 23? Oh, sorry. Yes, 23. 23. Yeah. His birthday was three days ago. So happy belated birthday. Yeah. Hell of a way to celebrate your first year in the 23s by going sub. I'll be cool if he said sub 203 mm-hmm. at age 23, but he yeah. went sub 202 at age 23. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Is it. Here's the man. Should Kipchoge fear him? No. No. The guy is only no. less than a minute behind him. No. Third fastest man. He's only 23 years old. Kipchoge should fear no man. Are you no. sure? I mean. Sure. 201, Kip, that doesn't Kip, grow on trees, bro. Kipchoge goes to Marvel movies and like looks at it and goes, eh, that's yeah, fine. I can handle that. That's no problem. Uh, he's great. Um, there's a lot of people who've done it one, not this fast, but a lot of people have run really fast in one. Can you do it again and no, again no, no, and hold again on, no, no. and again? Hold on. Not a lot of people have run really fast in one. Only three men have ever broken 202. No, but I'm saying look at the 202 list. Like before, who was the... Who is the third best of all time? Like Legese or someone? Yeah, but or... it was 202.48. Yeah, but that was back when he was running that when Kipchoge was running slower as well, too. So I'm saying it's consistency in the marathon as well. And this, again, he's a huge talent. Don't get me wrong. And if you said, is he the second best guy out there? Is he a threat for everybody else? Absolutely. It's just Kipchoge's on a completely different level. Let's not, just, let's not discount how crazy fast this course is. Let's not discount how great the conditions were and just how much magic can happen there. This guy's, what, 58-minute half marathoner as well, too. His, his second half was insane. To go 60 on the second half is, is crazy. So 
I'm putting a marker on him. Obviously going to pay attention to him moving forward. I don't think Kipchoge is afraid. He's not staying up late watching Valencia replays. He's just putting a marker on The guy debuted in 201, bro. Yeah. That's Who? the world we live in. That's, the wor- that's not the-, the world we live in. Yeah. We haven't been in that world. Yeah. No, it's, that, it's the world we live in now. Like, on a, on a different day. Show me another guy who's doing this. Well, on a different day, whoever got second and was a minute behind could have run that time. I'm, I'm saying this, on this course, with these conditions, with this group of athletes, yeah. I think you're... you're okay, you're, so you're, are, you saying, are you saying this time's going to hold up through next year? You think he'll still be number three all-time next year? Yeah. Two years from now? Five years from now? I think he'll lower the time. No, but I'm saying this specific performance, other than himself this, being the time. This, this specific performance, will, no one else is going to break 202. You're buying Kelvin Kiptum stock is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Load up on 23 it. 23 years old, makes a debut. Yeah. That's so raw. Like That's like the greatest floor we've ever seen. Yeah. He's just starting his career, and he's starting at a, okay, what's your PB? Uh, 201-ish. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, the guy's 23. Like... His prime is like yeah. seven years away? You don't know. It's a marathon. It's weird. You're getting lulled into this idea of there's going to be this perfect progression just because that's what Kipchoge did. I just f- I'm saying he was great. He took me by surprise. The time took me by surprise too. I thought it would be fast. I didn't think I'd see sub 201 in this race. But we sub 202. Sub 202, excuse me. We need to see more though. We need to see. So if he goes out in London, yeah. I mean, London's yes. too close, but like this oh. next or. Wherever. Yeah. And runs 202.10. Yeah. Or even just wins. If he goes to a major and just wins again, I'll be then fully we'll, convinced. I'm not saying he's going to beat we'll, Kipchoge. We'll Kipchoge. Why, are we, why are we using that as a standard? Can this guy beat Kipchoge? That's really a tall order. I mean. Can you re- beat the greatest marathoner of, of all time in his prime? Can you do that? If not. Hear me out. I'm going to predict. It's You know. At the end of the year, we're planning on doing the way too early 2023 predictions. Well, not way too early because it'll be uh, the next week, the next year Yeah, starts. but we're going to make our 2023 predictions. Yeah, predictions. Well, I'm doing predictions. one right now. Okay. I'm putting one in the bank. You're... I'm going to repeat this prediction on the, the New Year's Eve podcast that we do. You might forget it by then, but okay. I give you credit for thinking you'll remember it. Kelvin Kiptum. He's going to run. Kiptum. Kiptum. Sorry. Kelvin Kiptum. He's going to run a spring marathon and he's going to win it. Yeah. He'll run like 202 low. And then he's going to run New York City. Oh, okay. Against Kipchoge. Yeah. Kipchoge coming off his Boston Marathon victory. Okay, I like it. And everyone be like, you know, Kipchoge's going to win. And this guy, Not who you. you were doubting on December 5th, 2022, is going to make you eat your words. Yeah. And he's going to ruin the swan song of New York City for Kipchoge. 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 <laughs> And beat him at New York City 2023. Fair prediction. Again, I'm not discounting. I'm just saying Kipchoge is not fearing him. That's what you asked me. Cliff says, good point here. Gule Adola debuted at 203.46. Then second marathon in London was 232. Okay. A lot of people, I can do that. I mean, a lot of people can do it once. And it just sort of flies against the whole Gaudet analysis. Because with the Gaudet analysis, what I'm saying is, oh, yeah, this is a good benchmark. Like, she'll improve from there. But also... With G'day, it's like she's proven in the half and, and proven track runner. You know where she's going to be. With, with uh, some of these debuts where the time is just so quick, there's just not a guarantee they're going to be able to do it. I just say yes. A lot of people can do it once, but those people who do it once, they're running 203s or 202 highs. We've obviously, like, I think we're just yeah, like using I, that, like, yeah, people have flash in the pan moments, which I get. That is part of the but sport. 202 high and 203 used to be as shocking as a 201 high. That's what you're. Forgetting. I don't think it's fair to say that all 201s now are just equivalent to 19 or are, are equivalent to 2017 202s. Like I feel like 2017 202s. Well, in 2017 there was one 202 and it was a world record from 2014. What do you mean? Oh, you're saying you just like to dismiss it because people are faster. So I'm it's saying like being putting, fast doesn't matter anymore. I'm saying you're putting a little bit too much on that it's 201.57. I think if the guy ran 202.07, if you ran 10 seconds slower, you're right. You would not be, I would as, not be this intoxicated yeah, for sure. with his potential. For sure. And I think just. You're, I'm, I'm infatuated I'm, by seeing the one. I'm a big believer in that, cor- that course, that city, whatever they're doing in Valencia. Yeah. It, it makes people run really fast. So I'm excited to see what he does. Um, 
Imagine a 23-year-old American running 201.53. Well, people ask about the Americans. Albertson dropped off or dropped out. Excuse me. Um, we would flip. Well, if anyone ran 201, we would flip. It doesn't matter how old but, they are. Like 23. That means like imagine who just graduated. I guess it would be Connor Mance, but Connor Mance is, 20, is older. Who's like a raw 23-year-old right now? American. Just, just graduated. Um, Olin Hacker. Imagine Olin, Olin Hacker. Hacker just ran a 201.53 marathon. That'd be wild. Olin Hacker. Speaking of Olin Hacker, we're not we're not ready to transition. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I kind of want to know where you're going with this. I didn't. To be honest, I didn't know where I was going with it. I was going to find a way to get to where I was trying to get to. Though. Okay. Yeah. No. Don't. Do I was going to do a, a little train of connections to get to the next subject point. Uh, Brandon says Kiptum himself laughed and said no 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 when asked if he was ready to take on Kipchoge that's what you say that's the right thing to say yeah he's playing the long game here he uh, wants to make him think he wants Kipchoge to think he's scared yeah when really he's planning um, a lot of people ask about doping I mean listen is it possible yes right do you know anything more than anybody else no I mean we can't sit up here and be like this person for sure is and this person for sure isn't we're not no one's sure either way. Um, I think there's just like this trend out there of if you're just, if you're not like raising the red flag immediately, that means your head is in the sand. It's like, no, we're aware that it could happen. But also at the same time, I don't think it's fair just to immediately say specifically this person or that person. What are the odds that someone from this era gets busted for doping? Likely. Or, yeah. But you don't, you don't know who, you don't know who, who it is, right? So... That's a tough path to to go down. And obviously, with all the positives that have been coming out from from Kenya, they're all they're on they're on everyone's radar as well too. Um, but I don't know. You uh, that's part of following the sport is being aware of that stuff, and you're never going to be surprised by any of it. But as the results come in, uh, you you can I guess make your own judgments about what you think. All right, what do we got? Oh, someone says Owen was a seventh-year senior, so not 23. So your analogy was wrong. <laughs> well, I didn't have a good segue using Owen Hacker. Yeah, I didn't know if you were going to go like, speaking of Owen Hacker, he once won NXN. <laughs> no, I was going to find a way to connect it to BU. Oh, okay. Do you want to talk about BU next? Yeah, let's talk about BU. We'll end with the high school kids. How, how many people could have run Kip Toom's 5K pace who ran at BU? What is that? I don't know. I just, we don't need to do that. Math. Okay. Why'd you bring it up? I was doing a Gordon there. Oh, okay. I was doing it. Let's go on a completely nonsense tangent. No, it's not even a Gordonism. It's just a, let's go on a complete tangent that gets us nowhere. What did you do? You're saying my tangents get us nowhere? Well, that Asafa Powell thing where we want you wanted to say he had run 97 sub 10s so in his made career. Up a math problem. So you're like, what's 102? And you were like, what's 102 minus five? I said 97. And it was fun. There needed to be something more there. You needed to put a hat on your hat. Okay. There. I'll work on it. Let's talk about the 5K. That's improv. Men or women line. first. Uh, Ladies first. He's got women up there first. Andy Rodenfels. I called it. I called it on the show. You I did? Said, Andy Rodenfels, watch out for her. She wins these types of races. She ran away from this thing in about the last, a little less than a mile. She runs 15.08. Caitlin Tui got second, 15.15. 15. Hilda Olamomoy of Alabama was third, 15-17, and the Mercy Chilangat was close behind. Uh, Rodenfels, look out for her this indoor season. Tui, that moves her to number nine on the NCAA list. Natalie Cook, who, what Natalie Cook run in this race? There she is. She ran 15-24. That's a American U-20 indoor record. Yeah, we got a clip from the race. You guys can check out the race on YouTube. I uploaded it on sunday um but yeah rodenfeld there wasn't even there was no even no one even with her basically the last part of this race yeah she ran away like once coburn and danny jones were rabbiting once coburn stepped off there was a little bit of time where there was some people around and then rodenfeld just completely went for it and broke this thing wide open yeah wasn't close wasn't close and then when you look at the the field overall obviously rodenfeld's kind of blew away from everyone else but like it was pretty deep mm -hmm. i mean I'm looking at the top 16 marks now going at, at the 5K. Mm -hmm. The 16th fastest time is now 1543.98. Yeah. 
1543. So, you know, you got to feel for McKenna Lee of BYU. She wins 1545 at uh, BU, and she's not even in the top 16. Yeah, after one meet, right? And it's going to get a little bit faster. How much faster? We don't know, because sometimes a lot of the, these times are going to hold up through a, a big, big chunk of the season. Um, but, yeah, look at, man, Ola Momoy. I told, I told you after cross. Like, she's the one I was watching going into next year. To run 15-17, we've seen a lot of people go real, you know, do really well in cross and then carry the momentum over to this race. But that's some, that's some speed for her. Again, this will be her first indoor season at the, at the D1 level after uh, transferring over from, from a JUCO. So watch out, for, watch out for her indoors. Yeah, and then Natalie Cook, uh, the freshman, U20 record, right? 15-24. Yeah, yep. You see now see all, uh, basically the rest of the field coming in. You see Caitlin Tui. Congratulating, Rodenfels. There's Natalie Cook coming across the line. They put it all out there. It's kind of wild seeing you know this much depth in a December race. Yeah, pretty cool to see it. Obviously, it's coming off of cross country. Seeing all those workouts paying not just for a great cross country performance, but a great start to your indoor track season. Mm -hmm. um, I was. Were there any surprises? I thought. I guess you could say Olamoy getting second is the biggest surprise, but the way she ran across, it makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And then I guess seeing Natalie Cook kind of really starting off her first year at Oklahoma State strong, 1524. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what was Caitlin Tui's first 5K um, in college? It's probably weird because of COVID, because she... So... Caitlin Tui's first 5K in college was an outdoor 5K, mm -hmm. 15.47. Yeah. It's apples to oranges because this race is set up to go extremely fast. True. Okay, then you, let's... You're hopping into it. You have two pros pacing you. You have a, lot, a pro winning the thing. This is just a different type of race. Yeah. But I don't know. But still. Yeah. It yeah. uh, shows, you know, that Cook could be... Oh, Cook is great. In line, yeah. once Tui you know, gets all of her titles this year, maybe half of next year when then she goes pro, Cook could be setting up herself for being a really good, like, her junior, sophomore season. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, on the men's side, this race was really exciting. Yes. Down the stretch. Let's show the finish first. Yeah. So Let's bring up the YouTube clip. Yeah, you Kai Robinson in the mix. Drew Bosley uh, was in the lead up there with Nico Young. You have Alex Mayer, and then you have Eduardo Herrera, who now competes for... Under Armour, he's a Colorado alum. But yeah, we're showing the last, well, this will be like the last three minutes, two and a half minutes. No, it's almost done. Last lap. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, last lap. Uh, Nico Young goes for it. I'm uh, oh, sorry. Kai Robinson goes for it. Uh, Mayer right behind him. Herrera in third. But I mean, this was, this was the Kai Robinson that I think we were thinking we'd see in Stillwater. Yeah. It was 13 11 in this race, which is. Number three all time, and just out uh, out leans Herrera and Alex Mayer. Alex Mayer also timed at thirteen eleven, so he's number four in CAA indoors all time. Yeah, it's wild how deep this race was. You look at, I will be honest, I labeled this the deepest NCA five k ever. Was it? I did not do my research. I just assumed. I mean, I I test told me it was the deepest five k ever. Were you wrong? I don't know. If someone wants to find another race where, I mean, what place? was like last in that race for the men you're talking just the collegians right yeah i mean the last collegiate ran 1339 the second to last collegiate ran 1334 like yeah well and just up top you got 11 213 11s and then you have uh bosley 1313 nico 1315 faye 1316 Klinger 1317 Graham Blanks, 1318, and then Parker Wolf, 1319. I mean, I brought up on the win, but like the 16th fastest collegiate right now is 1333. Nicholas Scudder, who we love at Charlotte, did not have a good NCAA cross, but still love you. He ran 133369, and he is not currently qualified for NCAAs. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine telling that to. I remember there was, I think it was Brian Schrader at this meet, or is that Indiana meet or BU meet, he went out and ran like 1340-something in December. Yeah. And Saucony saw that and was like, we're signing him and he's going pro. Yeah. 1340-something 
He ran like 13.42 or whatever. I don't, I'm not sure exact time. And that was like enough to earn a pro contract to leave school and go pro. Yeah. Now you have someone running 13.33, and they're not even good enough to be in the NCAA championships. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Parker Wolf got the U20 record as well, USU20 record. So men and women. And he also is going to hold on to that best name. Parker like, Wolf? For the next four years. Yeah, however long he chooses to stay in college. Is how Parker long Wolf? He's, he's going to be an all-name team right there. What are your thoughts on Nico Young getting fourth? I mean, you picked him to break the – I picked him to win. I didn't think he'd break the NCAA record. You picked him to win and set the NCAA record. Um, listen, it kind of turned out how you said it would, where you just have a bunch of people together and then whoever can kick can kick. Yeah. And if you have it in December, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have it in February or have it in March. So I think it's fine. I'm now not worried about it. He didn't completely fall apart. Still ran. The goal was to get the qualifier. Yeah. He's going to get a qualifier. He can focus on qualifying on the 3,000. To me, it was more, okay, Kai Robinson, now you got to consider him a legit like threat. Whatever was going on. And he was fine at the end of cross. It wasn't like... I mean, he, he won the Nutty Co meet. Yeah, I mean NCAA cross. Yeah. It's not as if he got a hundredth, but he wasn't contending for the win. And it looked like halfway through the season, it would be him up there contending for the win, not not Charles Hicks. So whatever that was, it's gone now. Like you could you could make a claim he's the favorite for NCAA okay. in the five thousand. New segment alert. New segment alert. We're yeah. starting a new segment alert. It's called the gun to your head. Okay, that's it's a really short really segment. violent. <laughs> gun to your head. Who's winning? The 2023 indoor NCA 5K. Charles Hicks. Charles Hicks? Yeah. But I think Robinson's down the mix. You have a nice little NAU versus Stanford thing here. What about you? What do you think? Nico Young. Okay. Is there anybody we're forgetting? I mean, Alex Mayer. I'm not forgetting him. We just talked about him. Was there anybody who like wasn't here who could get in there? Uh, I don't know. I think Alex Mayer is the one that's the best kick. Okay. Because we saw in the... Th- I mean, Dylan Jacobs. Wait, where are we? Uh, Albuquerque? Albuquerque. Altitude. Yeah. That's my hurt stamp. Okay, I might change my pick. <laughs> Nico Young is my pick. But also, they'll probably go out conservatively, maybe, and then it will turn into a kicking contest. Although I have a no, hard time believing. They're doing. So remember, the- Albuquerque was when it got canceled yes. because of COVID. And they had a plan. And they had a plan. We never got Who's to see what. NAU. Yeah. We NAU never- had a chance to win the meet. We guessed what their plan was going to be, I think, on maybe episode three of the podcast yeah. whenever it first started it was like the NCAA indoor preview and we spent a lot of time you me and lincoln picking out what we thought any best strategy was going to be and i think so they had like four or five guys in the five and i think we all decided yeah it's at altitude they're going to try to make all the other teams hurt and then did you talk to mike yeah that's me? what they're they, okay and i think they're going to use ryan raff potentially as a sacrificial yeah and be like ryan you just Go you go for it, and then Luis and Jordy and all the other guys can just kind of chill. Luis, Jordy, Tyler was Tyler oh, Day was still there. Yeah. yeah, so they had a they had a squad. So are they able to qualify that many guys? I mean, they already got two in, right? Well, now they need to have guys run sub thirteen thirty three to qualify. Yeah, well, who who's on that list? Hasty, Santiago Prosser, potentially yeah. Gusha, but he'll probably focus on the mile. Wow. We'd think, and then Raft does he still have eligibility? Yeah. Okay. Or maybe just the two of them do what they didn't cross, Bosley and Young, and then go f- like for- it does. It adds such an interesting dynamic in the distance races, having it at altitude. So, all right, next topic, NXN. Well, there were some good three Ks. Okay, Let's, never mind. We'll, we'll, we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about three Ks. Yeah, right, sorry, Mooney. I mean, uh, Uad Masioti. Did I say the name right? He ran seven forty four. Pretty good. I think it's, it's Masawi. Masawi uh, ran seven forty four. Uh, Craig Engels was in that race, ran 746, mm-hmm. got third, I believe. And then on the women's side of things, Kelly McCabe, she won. Yeah, close race for her. In the 3K, she ran 850 over Olivia Markievicz of Notre Dame, also ran 850. Close, close yeah. race there. Yeah, real, real, real tight one at the line. I'm going to have to upload that one to YouTube so people can watch it. Or go to our website and sign up mm-hmm. for flowtrack.com. You can watch the, the full replay. All of it. On our website. Or yeah. you can watch it on YouTube. What are you, what are you being quiet? Is there any other races you want to talk about from BU? 
Are you? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about the mile. Okay, go ahead. It was a 432 mile on the women's side. I'm just fun. giving you some time. The, the men's mile was 407. There was a 148-800. I can go on and on. I watched the entire BU meet last on Saturday. Okay. It was it was World Cup, yeah. BU, mm-hmm. then wedding. That was my Saturday. Nice little Saturday. Yeah. Nice little Okay, can we go to NXN? Let's or do no? it. All right. This race is wild uh, on the boys' side. Aaron Solomon wins it. Brother of Colin Solomon. Going to NAU. Next year, the third best Newberry Park guy like, this year behind Lex and Leo Young. Like unanimous third best guy on Newberry Park. Yeah. Based off what was happening last year and all of this year. And he was the third best Newberry Park guy in this race for over half the race. <laughs> and then Leo took over and inside a mile to go, it looked like he was going to run, run away with it. And 400 meters to go, it still looked like he was going to run away with it when Salman started moving up, moving up. And then Solomon makes this crazy pass going up the last hill and moves past Leo Young, who eventually finished 11th. Like he went from first to 11th, all within the span of 200 meters. It was crazy how everything changed so quickly. And if you go back even farther to 400 or 500 ago, he had four or five seconds on second place. I don't even know what his lead would have been on on 10th or 11th. But Salmon just kicked like crazy. We know he has good speed. He wins it. Newbury Park won easily, even though Leo was was 11th and Lex was 35th. And he, Lex Young was up there for a good long while um, as well, taking this pace. But uh, Daniel Simmons and Tyrone Gorsey got second and third. One thing that stuck out to me when I'm watching this, as someone who watches a lot of collegiate cross country, a lot of professionals running, you had all three. Ho, ho, ho. I'm the one that watches the Cleaser Cross Country. You, you, run, you watch more. You watch more. But okay. I watch a lot. Okay. So you had all three of them up there from Newbury Park, and it still looked like they were racing each other instead of working together. And when we, when we saw them dominate running lane last year, it was kind of similar, except there was like all five of them were yeah. basically up there. But when you see pack running in college, it just looks different than teammates running next to each other yeah. in, in high school. It still looks like they're trying to, to one-step each other the whole time instead of just like, hey, I'm going to get shoulder to shoulder with you. You tuck in behind. Let's just chill. Part of it, shorter distance, 5K. The other part of it is just experience and, and, and maturity. And maybe the gap back isn't as big. So you don't want the other people on the, you know, the other teams catching you. But it, it looks more like uh, competition than collaboration a lot of times. Yeah, I agree with that. Um... I think that's just like, you know, got to get yours when you can get it. You're in high school, you, you know. Obviously, this is a team national championship, but in this situation. Just go for it. You're yeah. just going for it, kind of yeah. treating it like, like Foot Locker, or I guess it's called Champs Sports Championships. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that is. Next, formerly East Bay. Formerly East Bay. Formerly, formerly Foot Locker. Yeah. I think Prince was once its name as well. Mm-hmm. Madonna and all that stuff. You have a gift card probably. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I think Taylor Swift has the originals of the original Foot Locker. Um <laughs> Foot Locker, Taylor's version? Yeah, Taylor's version. Foot Locker, Taylor's version. Yeah. <laughs> we should make that happen. Um, but yeah, Aaron Solomon was a surprise. Yeah. No one saw it coming. And it makes you think, Aaron, we saw what his brother did this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the, he was, wasn't like what we thought, I, what I thought it would be. Yeah, use, use first person. What I thought it would be. But Colin is still young. I think he's still going to be a great NCAA yeah. athlete. Sure. You know, just needs another year under his belt. Aaron Solomon, do you think this performance is something that will translate immediately to the NCAA 10K? No. Or do you think it's... <laughs> Nothing happens immediately. Okay. But it makes me think... It, it Where confer- should I rank him in the 2023 cross-country It rankings? confirms what we knew. I'm going to rank him 20th. It confirms what we knew. I'm going to do it. What, what are you going to put his, his brothers? Brother's still at like 150. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it confirms what we knew, which is he's really good, massive talent, and... That team is so deep that you can be the third best guy on the team and then win. The, like, this has never happened in history. Yeah. Never in history has the third best guy on a team won the national, won title. national title. It's just not, not going to happen in, in high school. In college, we've probably seen it happen on some rare occasions of like, oh, man, because the talent is just stacked in, and concentrated in, in specific places. So it makes sense. Um, Brandon says it was the first cross-country win of Aaron Solomon's high school career. Has that ever happened before? No, it's that's it is. So he's never even won a dual meet. Hold on, 
Is that right? Hold on. Oh, okay, hold on. We're gonna. See. Is that his first win ever? Gordon is gonna dive into. The okay, I'm gonna. He's third, third, arc, seventh, fourth, third, 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 eighth, fourth, second, third, sixth, fourth, fourth, third, forty eighth, sixth, second, twenty first, twentieth, second, ninety fourth, third, one hundred and fifty first. That is wild. Yeah, he's that's timing it right. If you're gonna win one, win the national championship. Your senior year. Yeah, that's that's a, that's cooler than anything he's ever gonna do the rest of his life. That's insane. Like people, like, I knew he had I, my greatest memories when my first child was born, or I won the Olympic gold. Yeah, winning your first cross country race after how many attempts? How many attempts did he have? Yeah, he ran one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-fifth. He's one in twenty-four. Yeah. <laughs> And a one race winning streak. Would you rather be one and twenty four with the one being a national title, or twenty four and one with the one <laughs> no. loss being a nationals? No, yeah. Well, it's the one. Assuming the other twenty four didn't get you a national title, you want the national title because people like us, you know, you're not watching every single you know invite or, or dual meet. Maybe you just assume he's like the two thousand seven New York Giants get into the playoffs as wild card ten yeah. and six and yeah. then go and beat the. Yeah. Undefeated Patriots. Brent says Aaron has never won due to Colin and the Twins. Yeah, no, yeah. Said, but I figured there was some dual meet where they didn't run or some yeah, smaller meet. Yeah, there's got to be something. Or maybe he was in a different section in a meet, right? Sometimes those invite sections, they do them by grade, and, and maybe he had that opportunity. Or obviously he's he can run with Lex and Leo. So one time maybe he would have beaten them or finished in front of them. But I for, mean, for four years to never win one until the national title is just incredible. Um, yeah, people are commenting on his commenting on his speed. Because Aaron is best at three thousand meters or less for sure. But if he wants to go for ten k, then good luck. He's he's never won a race college. over a mile. Yeah, in his life. Well, that's what. So that's what Brent is saying too. When you when you talk about forecasting what he's going to do next year, he's he, a shorter distance guy. Yeah, he's a miler. Maybe he's the guy who's going to put the DMR over the top. That's yeah. where you're going to be. You're every year I, I say NAU DMR. NAU DMR. This is their year, and then they, yeah, but maybe this is, this is the guy. So I'd say. It's not, you know, not count on him. But it doesn't he doesn't need to be that guy, right? Can he fit into the Brody Hasty role? Yeah. Next year. It was Myler, yeah. Can he get 40th? I don't know. This is wild, though. That's the coolest stat. 25 cross-country races, never won, and then he wins the national title. Also, the fact that you can go 0 for 24 and be eligible to run at nationals is kind of also kind of cool. Well, there's a bunch of people. Most of the people in that race were probably... Oh, for a lot. No. Well, the fifth best. It's NXN. There's team races. So if you're the sixth guy on one of yeah. those teams. Well, yeah. But to win it. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. To be eligible, though. They, they technically were eligible to win the sixth guy. That's true. And they ran 1642, which is fashion I would have run. So shout out to them. Um, Aaron Solomon, mile. Uh, time for another segment of the <laughs> gun to your head segment. Don't like the name of it. How fast were Aaron Solomon run the mile? What's his, what's his PB? What do you got there? 401? 401? No, I lied about that. He's going to become the uh, yeah, 150 four. second person to break four. 401. Uh, I'll say 358. 358? Yeah. His brother ran 356. Yeah, I'll say 358. Slower. Okay. Yeah. Those opportunities don't come that often. Okay. It's, it's tough. I just... It was funny, too. The, uh, the Newberry Park team... Like they had a different, they had a guy break up the Youngs there. Oh, wow. Braden Seymour, he got 24th overall. He finished after Leo and before Lex. So, and he is a, uh, he's a a 12th grader as well, too. So. So you going to UCLA? Not sure where, not sure where. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look him up. I mean, they still won by a lot. And part of it was because we talked about this last week with the way NXN is. A lot of those are individual qualifiers that you're falling behind. So they, Newberry Park still scored one, four, and seven. Even though their number three runner finished what? He finished 35th. Yeah, see, that, that, see, that doesn't happen in NSA cross country. The no. 35th place finisher in NSA cross country doesn't score seven points. Seven points, yeah, exactly. Well, because I looked at the total score, I was like, oh, I mean, this was dominant, but not as dominant as last year. And then I was like looking where the Youngs were. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. How do they score this low? Well, you have all these individual qualifiers in there as well, too. Newberry Park, though, gets another. I guess if last year that was the was running lane last year the de facto national title because NXN yeah. didn't happen, NXN this year 
um, plays host to Newbury Park, winning a team title. Um, Talk about the ladies. <laughs> first, though, this is a good one. Bra- have, Brandon, Brandon says, chat's doing great today, by the way. Chat's doing great? Shout out to the they're chat. excited about the potential Santa Claus gift card giveaway? No, I don't even know if they're in on this. Okay. They probably didn't get in here that early. They maybe overslept, but they're just, they're commenting fast and furious. Um, Brandon says, those opportunities don't come that often. It was me. He's quote. It's kind of cool to read someone quoting you from two minutes ago, and get prove you're wrong. As in the olden days, you say something and then you like post a podcast, and then on Twitter you get fact checked. Yeah. Six hours later, twelve hours later, maybe two weeks later, when the meet happens, you're previewing. Yeah. Someone's like, "Hey, you're an idiot," but it's fun. It's fun. To I, be called I, an idiot two two minutes after doing it. Well, he just says Gary Martin at a league meet. Hold my Gatorade. Because yeah. Gary Martin last year showed you don't need to be in a big time situation. You don't need to be at. Uh, a Brooks PR or pre classic or Arcadia to run fast. Also, hold my Gatorade. Great, great use of that. Line. Yeah, I like that. It was well done all around. Comment of the day, maybe to Brandon. Oh, yeah, we should have that as a segment. Maybe if you have the comment of the day, you get the gift card. Get the gift card, man, we're going to be sending out a lot of a lot of mail. <laughs> Can we mail stuff from here still? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you leave it from? No, no, here. I mean, at this location. I could just put, just put it in your mailbox. I know, but I like to. Okay. That's all you got to do. We all can mail from anywhere. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Shout out to the Postal Service, yeah. right? The band and... They the... deserve They deserve a gift card. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's talk about the women's race. Yeah. Or girls' race. What are you supposed to call... So, girls' race, right? Yeah, with high school, they still refer to boys and girls. Um, different type of race. Yes. More dominance displayed. Irene Riggs from Morgantown, West Virginia. 16-40 wins by 14 seconds. Went to the lead early, and then just just good old-fashioned domination from Riggs, Gordon. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be honest. We haven't been keeping up with the high school scene on a week-by-week basis the way Milesplit has. So check out their podcast and their coverage on milesplit.com or if you love the high school talk. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of come in at the 11th hour and be like, hey, Iron Riggs won. Where's she going to college? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no – what she did was pretty amazing, especially when you kind of look at historical precedent of that race. She goes undefeated this year. She wins it in almost a record-breaking time. How far away was she from? Three seconds, I believe. Three seconds. That's not a lot. Three seconds. You snapped your fingers as if it would take three seconds to snap your fingers. That was, me, that was three seconds right there. <laughs> uh, but very impressive, especially when you're – Flirting with a record that is held by Tui. We see 1637. What, we see what Tui is doing now. Um, it looks mm-hmm. good for you. Uh, she's going to Stanford from West Virginia. What do you think um, her trajectory is going to look like based off of this performance? No, no. No, no, with any of these high school kids. But it was a, it's significant that you're winning by 14 seconds, right? It's significant that it's not even coming down to a kick. But we don't know. So enjoy the moment. Enjoy the high school title those things don't happen every now and then and if you're someone like aaron solomon even winning a race doesn't happen until you get to nationals so yeah i mean congrats to her west virginia all the way to stanford going to be a big change in terms of weather and obviously just um, the level of competition for any athlete going from high school to college is going to be a drastic change okay you said we don't know don't know i don't know we actually do know we have no idea no we know exactly what she's going to do in 2023 oh in 2023 no i don't what is she going to do in 2023? She's going to run 9.43 in the women's, in the girls' two mile. And then she's going to run 4.31 in the mile. Oh, okay. I didn't know you knew that already. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. I just, high school, you don't know. Don't know. You do know. I don't. 9.43. 4.31. one. Okay. Well, it's, okay. What if she doesn't run a mile race? Well, if she doesn't run a 3K. I don't know. It's high school, you know? You never know what sort of distances they're running. I'm just saying. 943, 431, book it. Those will be her PRs walking onto <laughs> campus at Stanford in the fall. Enjoy your high and school title. And she will be Enjoy the, high school title. the number two runner for Stanford next year. Well, that'd be impressive. It's happening. They got a lot of talent on there. Uh Chris B says she ran off course and had to duck back under the flag. Slowed her down a bit with the confusion. She's got a little Parker Valby in her. She didn't run off course. Yeah, but off tangents. <laughs> it's close enough. That worked out. Yeah. That's um, a good sign. 
That means she yeah. has room for improvement. It's like me and putting on the basketball shoes. Got room for improvement. <laughs> it all comes back to Gordon. Uh, any last comments before we go? Leave them in the chat as we wrap up this exciting Monday show. Okay, I have I have some comments and questions for you. It was not a question directed to you, Gordon. It was for the chat. You're oh. not eligible. Okay. No, go ahead. So we're currently, this is week one of four. Hold on. Okay. I have some breaking news. Breaking news, Colt. You ready? Oh, Colt, did we lose Colt? We lost Colt. Okay. No, this isn't right. breaking news. Brazil is up to nothing over South Korea. Get the 27th it. Minute. You're making fun of my Duke oh, wow. breaking news announcement. Oh, three nothing. It happened as I was talking. I've never actually seen that happen on ESPN.com. The score literally changed on the main page okay. as I was looking at it. What I'm trying to get to, the question, we have... We missed all the goals, man. There are four weeks in December. We're in week one of a four-week run of December. You look at the racing calendar, it looks kind of bleak. Yeah. We do have the Foot Locker, Taylor's version, champs going down next week in San Diego. So not one more cross-country race yeah. for all the marbles. But after that, there may be a couple track races. There were some track sprint races we're going to talk about Wednesday and Friday. Texas, Brian Huron ran sub 60-second. 500. Are we going to talk about a 500 record? Yeah, we're going to talk about the 500 record. Okay. We'll deep dive There's on that. There's nothing Gordon loves second. more than 500 and 300 records. No, nope, nope. I stand corrected. 600 records. What I'm trying to get to is we do three podcasts a week. So we're going to for be... For now. For now. We're doing more in 2023. Spoiler alert. Uh, three times four is 12. We're already one down. We have 11 podcasts in December with no track and field happening. What are we going to do in these 11 podcasts when there are no races going on? <laughs> You spent that whole time doing all the math just to say, what are we going to do on our other shows? Yeah, well, that I'm was just, it. That was, that was the question you had for me? I'm just saying, this was a great episode. Do you want to talk had about it? We had literally a national championship. Yeah, yeah. We had NCA record, NCA quality 5Ks, yeah. the Valencia Marathon. And now we it's, got, it's winter season and it's, yeah. you know, we need to tumbleweeds. We got to keep, but we got to keep the fans entertained. You got to keep me entertained. I got to entertain you. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, we can do end of year awards. Okay. You already talked about predictions. Predictions. A good trick I like to do is do the predictions instead of the beginning of January. If you really need something the last week of December, that's when you deploy okay. the predictions. You're going to try to dunk. I'm going to try to bench. Okay. So that's an episode right there or maybe 10 minutes. Uh, they're doing athlete of the year. Or have they announced those yet? That's today. Athlete is announced today? In, in Monaco. Yeah, let me check. I might actually have some more breaking news on that. Which we saved for the Wednesday pod. Let's check in my sources, a.k.a. Twitter, and I will refresh uh, to see. So we can talk about that. Um, maybe do some hypotheticals. Answer. They already they announced the female rising star. Oh. Adriana Villagos. See, we can break that down. But yeah, we're going to end the show right before they announced that. So we can do that on... Which is the best time, which means it's as old as possible <laughs> by the time we get to Wednesday. Yeah, something will pop up. Too. Okay. I'm just saying, I think we'll be, I'm we'll be looking we, forward to. We need to send out a feeler to the chat to give us some topics. Yeah. If to the talk chat's about. like this, we could just answer chat questions. We, yeah, we need the chat to come time. in. We, when there's no track, yeah. you need the chat. Yeah. This becomes the Flow Chat podcast, not the Flow Track podcast. Yeah, sure. I mean, half the time they were talking about doping, but then we transitioned about midway through and we got some good good questions, which is fine. People can ask us about that stuff. That's fine. Okay. I don't really have a unique perspective I'm just on saying, it other than I'm getting I hope worried. people aren't doping. I feel like the, the, the December is going to feel bleak because we're going to be talking about... Trivia? We do trivia? Okay. Trivia? Should we play a T-first game? Uh, T-first game. Colt can help us with some improv games. Okay. There's a lot of stuff we could do. All right. Colt, what's your favorite improv game? Ooh, um, there's some cool short form ones. There's probably one that's uh, good, bad, worst. We give uh, good, bad, and the worst um, advice for a problem. We can maybe do that. Ooh, good, bad, worst for an athlete. Suggestion what they should do. Or like an event, like for example, the 800 for the men. <laughs> good, like if you were coaching Fred Curley, what would be your good, bad, worst advice? Yeah. Good advice? That's a good one. Run indoor. It'll be fun. This is a good. This Worst is Colt, advice? man. Way to go. Yes. Wait, another great contribution from Colt. Thank you. I hope the people in charge see how important you are hey, to this team. I have to check with the uh, head of podcasting and see, see what he thinks about the <laughs> Someone ideas. get that guy on the line. 
Someone get that guy. All right. It's been a good podcast. Yeah, it's been a great podcast. Like, uh, subscribe, sub to our sub pod. Sub to our five sub bucks pod. a month. Yeah. We're doing it. Probably Colt's out, so we'll probably do it next week. He is out. Well, you didn't tell me that, head of podcasts. You need to tell me that stuff. I'm telling hear. you right now. Okay, cool. Real we'll time real time management. Tampa Eagle didn't know that we did the World Cup pod. Oh. So that's why the question came up. Okay. Now that there is that World Cup pod, I think we've bought ourselves a little bit of time, but not not a ton. So thank you to Cole for producing. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Again, email address flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to YouTube page, Flowtrack Podcast. Become a member. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a good one.